This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you, well, maybe today you can have some. Oh, Wow. That's a, that's a change of pace. I just decided to throw that in there. What do you wow, think? You're feeling magnanimous. I am. Well, the sun just came out. This yeah, is, that's this just as you were saying today. that. Yeah. Like the clouds opened. No, that makes it sound like it, it's raining. Anyway, we're talking about Bon Mi today. Yes, we're talking about Bon Mi and, and but you really, can have some. Really, we're talking about Bon Mi, but it's all about you. Good one. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> so what, what is Bon Mi? So Bon Mi is a uh, Vietnamese sandwich. And it's a product of the French colonial era in Vietnam. This, this history lesson is not going to last very long. Don't worry. It's, uh, it's some delicious Vietnamese seasoned stuff in a crusty baguette. And we should also point out that, that banh mi itself means bread. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I was reading about this on Wikipedia this morning, and there was, it said something like, uh, if somebody says they are going to have a banh mi for breakfast, this indicates that they are going to have a meat sandwich, not just a loaf of bread. I'm so glad we delightful. cleared that up. <laughs> so what, I mean, what typically goes in there? I think of, I think of like um, some sort of pork being traditional, like a, like a pork pate almost. Yeah, um, some kind of cold cuts or combination of cold cuts is, uh, is really common. Uh, grilled pork, that's probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. But it's, I think a banh mi is more about the other stuff than about the protein. I'm pretty into the other stuff. Um, like daikon pickles, carrot pickles. Jalapeno slices. Cucumber. Uh, nook chom, the uh, Vietnamese dipping sauce, or in this case, sandwich saucing sauce. And a little bit of mayo, which kind of lubricates the whole thing deliciously. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it, all that stuff is so flavorful and works so well together that it almost doesn't matter which banh mi you order. They're all going to taste pretty similar and really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where do you where do you go when you want one? Uh, I go to a, a, a shop that specializes in them. I, I go to like Seattle Deli or Saigon Deli or uh, Fu Cyclo. Um, most Vietnamese restaurants will make a banh mi to go. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overstating this. Maybe if you go into your local Vietnamese restaurant, they'll uh, they'll shoo you out. But yeah, sorry if you get left out of your local Vietnamese <laughs> restaurant. Not our fault. 
But what what we wanted to do today, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Molly, was uh, we figure like many of you have a bon me eatery near you, but many of you don't, and so we wanted to find a way to recreate it in a pretty authentic form uh, easily for lunch, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. And it turns out to be incredibly fast and uh, totally delicious. Like our sandwiches today were legit. Oh, yeah, totally. totally they have the legit. real flavor. I mean, if you live in Antarctica or something, forget it. But, uh, you know, if you live in any normal kind of place. You can make a delicious banh mi sandwich at home. Mm-hmm. Australia. Uh, yeah. Brazil. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, Matthew. So let's make a sandwich. Okay. And we're back. So what we did was uh, Matthew went out this morning and went to one of his local banh mi shops. I was on a mission. And he bought some baguettes, Vietnamese baguettes, which are, I should point out, I love a great baguette with a nice, like, crusty outside that's all shattery and a nice, like, chewy inside. But that's not what I want for banh mi. Something rustic, something à l'ancienne. That's not what I want for for banh mi. No. For banh mi, you want actually... um, you want it to be kind of cheap and fluffy. Yeah, you want it to have um, a really kind of chewy crust, like a lightly crispy, more chewy than anything I'm going to get a bumper sticker that says, I like it cheap and fluffy. <laughs> and cheap is kind of the byword for banh mi. I mean, <laughs> I was laughing at myself this morning because, uh, I mean, because just look at me, uh, because I uh, I took $10 out and I was I was thinking, I'll take this $10 and that'll be enough to get a few baguettes uh, for this banh mi episode. And uh, I got four baguettes for $2. Which is pretty amazing. And if I had gotten the actual banh mi with the baguette filled with all the stuff, I think that would have cost two and a quarter maybe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so the thing is, is the recipe that we're using today and that we'll put on the website, um, you know, it. Uh, if you're buying like good quality meat, it, it might wind up costing you a, a little, I don't know, a little more than two bucks a sandwich, but I doubt it. It's yeah. it's pretty cheap too. And once you make, once you have it all at home and once you make the pickles, like you can make that sandwich so fast. You can make that sandwich every day for a week and it will probably be the best week of your life. Yeah. Guaranteed, actually. And I'm, will, it, I'm willing to guarantee it. And if it's not, take it up with Molly. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so we got these kind of squishy baguettes. Mm-hmm. We um, slit them down one side and then uh, smeared them lightly just on one side with mayonnaise. I, yep. think, I think you don't want too much mayonnaise here. No, just a thin sheen. A thin sheen. Like, I think that's a technical term. It's, too, it's way, way too late for Charlie Sheen jokes, isn't it? It is way yeah, too okay. late. Let's not do that. So then you put on whatever kind of cooked meat you want. And I feel like this is this sandwich. This is what I love about this sandwich. I think pretty much any leftover meat you have from dinner last night or two nights ago is going to be delicious in a banh mi sandwich. And tofu would be okay, too. Uh, it doesn't have to be meat. It can be a vegetarian sandwich. Um, you can... Uh, I think if you were going tofu, you would probably want to marinate it for flavor. But, you know, again, that all, all that other stuff you're putting on is so flavorful, you probably don't even have to. So, let's see. In terms of meat, you could do some leftover chicken. Yep. We got a little bit of pork, uh, basically just a couple chops, really, and seared them in a skillet. Molly told me when she came in uh, that she said, I went down to Rain Shadow Meats and I told Russ what I needed. <laughs> and he gave it to me. <laughs> you better believe he gave it to me. Um, not for free. I mean, I don't mean for no. free. I had to pay for it. Of course. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to that. I'm used to having to pay for it. Anyway, uh, we just seared it in a skillet with some salt and pepper. Totally delicious. But I could see even using, like, if you've got, 
I don't know, leftover, even like leftover carnitas, leftover oh, yeah. cold pork, leftover steak. That would be fantastic. I wouldn't use leftover pork if it was like dripping with barbecue sauce. That Agreed. might be kind of weird. But yeah. if it's just, you know, like smoked pork. Oh, yeah. And then some thinly sliced cucumber, very thinly sliced jalapeno. We like to leave the seeds in. Oh, yeah. And then can we talk about these pickles? Yes, yes. Tell me. You made the pickles. I was very impressed with both the presentation and the flavor and texture of the pickles. So we should say that the recipe I used is from um, Andrea Nguyen. Author of Into the Vietnamese Kitchen, a great Vietnamese cookbook. Thank you, Andrea, because these are delicious. What you do is you take one carrot and one, uh, in my case, it was sort of one big daikon radish. Anyway, uh, you you peel your daikon and your carrot, you cut them into like thick match sticks. You know, it doesn't need to be too perfect. And then here's the cool part. You put them in a bowl with a little bit of sugar and a little bit of salt, and then you kind of toss them with your hands, and then... Just for like three minutes or so, let's say the length of the Katy Perry song, Teenage Dream. For example, put that song on and begin massaging your pickles. <laughs> I think I think the teenagers of America are way ahead of you on that one. Anyway, three four minutes. You're going to sort of use your hands to massage the 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 carrot and daikon, and it's really cool. Um, they start to give off water almost immediately. Water pools in the bottom of the bowl. They they just feel great in your hands. You feel them softening a little bit, but they're still crunchy. Would you stop it? Stop it. Anyway, you can stop kneading when you can take a stick of daikon and fold it end to end and it doesn't snap. Don't do that. Anyway. Anyway, and then you're going to rinse them, drain them, and then put them in a jar with uh, with some just distilled white vinegar, water, and some more sugar. And they are delicious in as little as an hour. So, I mean, we're talking quick pickles here, people. I think it took me, you know, from cutting up the, the carrot and daikon to putting it in the jar and, you know, putting the lid on maybe 15 minutes. Really? So, like, most of the pickling happened while you were driving over here. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. And, and the, the ones we ate today, really, yeah, had only been in the jar for an hour and they were already delicious. So, I think I'm going to keep these pickles in my fridge all the time. I think I'm going to make some, too. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to the pickle massaging. <laughs> you know, and the you- truth is... If you're uncomfortable with pickle <laughs> massaging, you could probably just put the sugar and the salt on the carrot and daikon and just sort of set them aside for half an hour and they'll probably release liquid the same way. However, this is so fast and it's kind of fun. Last night I was listening to uh, this the new uh, episode of Radio Lab. And uh, they had this bit on at the beginning about um, these comedians who do this funny song and they just sing it over and over and over. And like the first couple of times it's funny, then it's unfunny. And then after a while it becomes just like weird and hypnotic. How many times do you think you have to say pickle massaging before it hits the weird (laughs) and hypnotic phase? (laughs) How about I say it and then you loop it over and over and try it? Wow. Like if I do that, will I get a genius grant? Maybe. Okay. Like like Jada Boomrat. Yes, exactly. Um by the way, 
Good work, Chad. I mean, we love your show. Oh, totally. So we are super excited that you got the MacArthur Yeah, Genius no, no, Award. I was joking, but like, no, who deserves a Genius Grant more than Chad? Pickle massaging. 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 May I go on a rant? Oh, sure. When I said that, um, um, like the phrase that went through my head, like, you know, here goes one of my trademark rants, but I don't actually have trademark rants, do I? <laughs> you don't. I feel I, I'm a little jealous of people who have trademark rants. So um, a lot of kind of new American restaurants will try and make a banh mi and they'll do various things to turn it into an upscale like $9 banh mi. Don't do that, please. Uh, there's there's a decent amount of that here in Seattle, yeah. and I mean I I've certainly purchased those sandwiches and I've enjoyed them, but to me they're not it's not a banh mi. It doesn't push it doesn't the same buttons serve for that me. Same hunger, yeah. you know. A, a banh mi, the the way to do it, you know, you can use good quality meat, great. You can use organic vegetables, great. But the more, I'd like to point out actually we did all those things today. Yes, we did. We absolutely we did all, did all those things, and it was and it was a totally real banh mi. The thing is though, like if you go too far outside of the basic parameters of those pickled carrot and daikon jalapeno, cilantro, mayo, and some kind of meat, uh, you take one or two steps away from there, and it's just not a bond me anymore. Agreed. Okay. Oh, yes! That was, that was a fiery rant. Wow. You, would you say I'm a firebrand? It's, it's warm in here now. I know. Wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what else there is to say, because the, the truth is, is that these sandwiches are so simple. Yeah. I mean, start to finish, this is going to take you... You know, you, you put on the album Teenage Dream, and by the time it's done, you've got your sandwich. I, I think just the song, actually. You don't even need the album. I mean, how well, many Bon Me are you going to make? I, I, was thinking, I was thinking that including making the pickles. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so find our Bon Me recipe on our website, spilledmilkpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast and on Stitcher Radio, the cool app that lets you listen to all your favorite podcasts without syncing. Um, go to stitcher.com slash spilledmilk. And if you use the code milk when you sign up, we might get a little prize. Thank you. Uh, so thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show, <laughs> the show that was going to go all the way tonight until somebody folded a pickle in half. Um <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. <laughs> We're taking you to the clowners, kid. <laughs> I don't know uh, what I'm talking about.